This morning, actually to the month of July, I will be just bringing simple messages to encourage our hearts, to encourage us in our journey, in our walk as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. So just simple uh, words of encouragement. So for this morning, let's start reading from Psalm 93. We're going to read from Psalm 93, verses 1 to 5. We'll start there and uh, we'll go forward from there. Psalm 93, verses 1 to 5. The Lord reigns. He is clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed. He has girded himself with strength. Surely the world is established so that it cannot be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. The Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters and the mighty waves of the sea. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, forever. Look at verse 3. The psalmist says, The floods have lifted up, O Lord. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves. You see, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are not exempt from the challenges of life. Just because, you know, you say, I'm a believer, I love the Lord Jesus Christ, I, I'm here, I'm following Jesus, does not mean that life is just going to be plain, simple, and easy for any of us. And Jesus made it very clear in John 16, he said, these things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See, he made it plain. He said, look, in me you will have peace, but in the world you will have tribulation. And as we journey through life as believers, we're living in this world, there are going to be tribulations, meaning it's an old English word of just saying there's going to be hardship, there's going to be difficulties, there are going to be problems, there are going to be challenges, there are going to be stuff that you've got to work through. We all have to work through it. So where does our faith fit in? What is our faith? What role does faith have in the middle of all these challenges that you and I face? On the one hand, which we have as a church emphasized much, is that by faith, we dominate the circumstances. By faith, we speak to the mountains. We command them to move. By faith, we speak to the storms and the waves. We command them to stop because Jesus did it and Jesus taught us to do that. By faith, we choose to overcome. By, by faith, we choose to resist the devil and what he does to us. And, and so there is one side of faith that says, I will take charge. I am not intimidated by the storms I face. I refuse to allow these circumstances to dominate me because faith is in my heart and I will rise up above these things. So that's one side of faith. But I want to talk about the other side of faith which is equally important. And the other side of faith is coming to a place in God where you and I say, Lord, I let go and I let God. That's the other side. Amen? That is, because of faith in God, 
you and I come to a place where we say, Lord, I let go. And I let God. So that's what I want to talk about this morning. Let go, let God. So tell your neighbor, let go, let God. Let go, let God. That's also the opposition of faith. Of coming to this place where you say, God, because I have faith in you, I'm going to let go and I'm going to let God handle this in my life. Whatever it is. You know, we face different kinds of challenges and problems. Maybe we'll mention some of them. But to be able to do that, also requires faith and is what faith enables us to do. You know, Jesus talked about the two houses, one that's built on the rock and one that's built on sand. The rains came, the waves lifted up, the winds blew on both the houses. So just because you and I are building our homes on the rock, on the word of God, on Jesus Christ, doesn't mean the, the storms won't come. It came to both the houses. The difference was the house on the rock stood firm. And that's faith. And you, because of faith, you say, Lord, I let go. I let you handle this. And I will see you work through my life in and through these situations. But what does it mean to let go and let God? I just want to touch on some of the practical side of these things. First of all, it means that we do what we can but we do it in faith. You see, when we say let go, let God, does not mean you abdicate your responsibility and go to sleep. Put your head under the pillow and say, I let go, I let God. <laughs> so my work is over. <laughs> That's not it. It means that we, to let go, let God, means we do all we can. You do what you can. Do what you can. Whatever the problem is, whatever the challenge is, do what you have to do. Do what you can do. But do it in faith. Do it in calmness. Not, you know, harried and frenzied and worried and anxious. No, no, then that's not an expression of faith. You do what you do, but you do it in faith. Do it in calmness. Do it with a sense of peace and assurance that God will bring you through. You see in that scripture in John 16, 33, Jesus gave us three things you and I can experience while we are in the middle of tribulation. He said, in me you will have peace. He said, be of good cheer, which means you and I can have joy. And he said, I have overcome, which means you and I can have victory. So in tribulation, while you're going through tribulation in the world, because you are connected to him, you have peace. You have joy. You can be of good cheer. And you expect victory because he has overcome, which means he will help you overcome. Amen? So you do what you do with a sense of peace, joy, and an expectation of victory. You do what you do, what you can do. So that's part of letting go, let God. So you're still doing something, but you're not worried. You're not anxious. Why? Because really, I've already let go. I'm doing what I have to do, but I've actually let go. I may have to stand in the queue, but I've actually let go. I may have to fill up some forms, but I actually let go. 
I'm doing what I have to do to handle the situation, to handle the problem. But I've actually let go. That's why while I'm doing that in faith, I can still walk in peace. I can still walk in joy. And I can still walk with a sense of victory. Are you with me? Because you've let go. And you're letting God handle it. So you're doing what you can. But you're doing it in faith. With peace. With joy. With victory. Secondly, we stand in faith. When we say let go, let God, it doesn't mean you now move to a place of unbelief. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Tomorrow the world will be worse. <laughs> it's not moving to a place of unbelief. We are not saying that just because you let go and let God, now you don't have a, a, a faith in God anymore for, to see God work. That's not what we are saying. What we are saying is when you let go and let God, you're standing in faith. But you're letting God move. So you continue in your posture of faith. To let go, let God means having done all we can, we stand in faith expecting to see his intervention. Now look at what the psalmist said in the Psalm 93 that we read earlier in verses 4 and 5. He says, the Lord on high is mightier than the noise of many waters, than the mighty waves of the sea. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness adorns your house, O Lord, forever. So in the previous verse, he said, Lord, the floods have lifted up. The waves have come up. They're making a lot of noise. Next verse. But the Lord on high. He is mightier than the waves. He's mightier than all of this. He's greater than this. And then he says there in verse 5, your testimonies are very sure. That means God, your word, testimonies there in, that, in the Psalms really refers to the word of God itself. Your word is very sure. So what is he putting his confidence in? First, that God is greater than the storms, the winds and the waves. And that God's word is very sure. God's word is truth. And he's, he's, he's resting in that. And he's also resting in this truth that holiness adorns the house of God. That means God's house is still holy. There is a sense of holiness there. You see, one of the common things that we, that, that we encounter is when, when we go through difficulties, we tend to use that as an excuse to go and do the wrong thing. Why did he do it? Oh, I was going through a very difficult time in life. No. Don't let the winds and the waves and the storms push you to do that. No. Holiness still adorns the house of God. You say, God, I still see holiness there. I want to be holy. Amen? Yeah, the winds and the waves are there. But I'm not going to let that push me to do something wrong. No. Holiness adorns the house of God. Are you with me? So you're standing in faith. When you let go and let God, you are still standing on the word of God. You're still standing in faith. If it's about your future, and I'll just, just reference a couple of situations and a couple of verses there just to bring, uh, remind us this morning. If it's about your future, you feel like, man, my future, I have no idea. I know what it is. It's a mess. There is no hope. Well, look, you stand on the word. His word still says 
In Jeremiah 29 verse 11, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you. To give you a hope and a future. So you stand on that word. If it's about, you know, your purpose. You've been pursuing a dream and you know God gave you this purpose. But right now, you're in a situation where it seems like you're going to be robbed of that dream. Or you're going to abort that dream. But then you stand on that word. Its word still says that God is able to do above all that we ask or think according to his power that's at work in us. That's Ephesians 3.20. You stand on that word. Say, God, I'm not going to give up. That's your word. I'm standing on it. If it's your family, maybe things are happening in your family. And we all go through this. And you're wondering, God, what about my family? There's so much of this and that happening. Well, stand on his word. His word still says, Proverbs 3.33, he blesses the house of the righteous. His word still says, Proverbs 12.7, the house of the righteous will stand. That's his word. So you stand on that. God, my house will stand. What about the children? Challenges with children. They were very cute when they were little babies. Slowly things started happening. <laughs> Initially there was problems with only with toys. That was manageable. <laughs> they hit the teenage years and slowly things began to escalate. You know? And now maybe it's really out of control. And Listen, we all go through those challenges, but don't give up. You stand on the word of God. His word still says, Isaiah 44, verse 3 and 4, I will pour my spirit upon your children, my blessing upon your offspring. They will grow up like willows by the water courses. You still stand on that word. Isaiah 54, verse 13, it says, All your children will be taught by the Lord, and they will have great peace, and they will be far away from terror and from oppression. You say, God, I stand on that word. And I'm just giving you one or two scriptures. There are many other scriptures you can take and stand on it. Say, God, this is your word for my children. If there's anyone who's going to quit, it's going to be the devil. Because he's already been defeated, and victory is on my side. I'm on the victory side. So why should I quit? So you stand on the word. You've let go. you let God handle it. But you are standing on the word. Or what about your health or your healing? Some of us, we, I mean, we all face challenges with our bodies. Uh, sickness comes, disease comes, suddenly things happen. Uh, don't, don't get disappointed. Stand on the word. His word still says that he bore your sicknesses and by his stripes you have been healed. You stand on that word. His word still says in Psalm 103 verse 3, He forgives all our sins. He heals all our diseases. You still stand on that word. What about career, your job, your promotion? Managers keep changing and you're, you're still stuck there. Or, you know, reviews come and go and nothing seems to be happening. Or, you know, you want to go, I'm looking for a job. but I'm not getting the right job. Stand on his word. His word hasn't changed. Deuteronomy 8.18, remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant with you. It's a covenant deal. This is a covenant matter. Your job, it, God put it under his covenant. So see it from that perspective. That God, you give me the power to get wealth means I want this job that is going to be blessing in my life. That's your word. I'm standing on it. Or the promotion, Psalm 75, verse 6 and 7. It says promotion doesn't come from the east or from the west or from the north. Uh, but it is God who raises up one and puts down another. 
So you stand on that word. God, you're the one. Exaltation comes from God. Promotion comes from God. I'm looking to you for it. Or what about finances? That financial needs, bills to be paid or debts to be cleared. And, 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 and maybe it's press, pressing on your mind and, and you're worried, you're anxious. But look, you stand on the word. You say, God, I'm letting go. I'm letting you handle it. I'm going to stand on your word. Your word still says, in Philippians 4.19, my God will supply for all your need according to his riches and glory. His word still says, you stand on that word. Or 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, God will make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things will abound to every good work. You stand on the word. If you're going through legal problems, whatever the scenario or situation, his word says, Psalm 103 verse 6, the Lord executes righteousness and justice for those who are oppressed. You stand on that word. God, I'm asking you to intervene in this situation. My court case. Because God executes righteousness and justice. If it's a, you know, a real estate matter. I'm trying to cover all these areas. <laughs> if it's a real estate matter. you, I don't know what the problem is. But it's that. Then stand on his word. His word still says, Psalm 125 verse 3, the, the scepter of the wicked will not rest upon the land that has been allotted to the righteous. So if that apartment was allotted to you, or if that land was allotted to you, you take this word and say, God, the scepter of the wicked will not rest upon the land that has been allotted to the righteous. Lest they stretch their hands out to say, so God, no, that's not going to happen. Break this rule of wickedness over this, this, this property that is supposed to be mine, God. Stand on that word. Are you with me? Now some of us are very clever. We, we create our own problems. We do things that cause problems for ourselves. And many, many times we ha it happens to us. But God can still intervene. Psalm 107, verse 13 to 15. It says that God, they cried out to God and God delivered them out of their distresses, out of their troubles. He sent help and he broke their chains. Oh, that men may give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and his mercy that endures forever. So whatever those distresses are, the problems you've created, in that case, they created their own problems. But God still sent his deliverance. He still sent help to his people. So what I'm trying to say is, when we let go and let God our side, we stand on his word. Are you with me so far? Amen. Let's call our worship team up. Please, let's get ready. Number three, we rest in God's ability. To let go and let God means we rest in God's ability to do things we cannot do. But you're resting in his ability. Say, God, I've done what I can. I'm standing on your word. And now, God, I am resting in your ability to do what I cannot do. There are things that, that are beyond me. But I'm resting in your ability. Psalm 121 is a favorite psalm for many of us. Let's just read it together. I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. Verse 2. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Just pause there. Where is your help coming from? 
from your uncle some person you know who's who's your helper my help comes from the let's say that together my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth i mean this is god who is your helper this is god who's your helper not some another person who's also limited in their strength or their ability your help comes from the lord who is the maker of heaven and earth so let that be your confession let that be your assurance god i'm depending on your ability to do the things i cannot do i cannot change that person's life i cannot change that situation i cannot solve that problem i cannot deal with that court case i cannot you know resolve that real estate matter i cannot do but i'm depending on the lord who is my helper and he's the maker of heaven and He's the maker of heaven and earth. Just a few more thoughts and we'll close. While we let go and let God, as we're going through the storms, as we're going through challenges, as we're going through difficulties, what is the assurance we have in our heart? Just want to remind us. First of all, we have the assurance that he is faithful and he is Lord. God is faithful. He's faithful to you. He's faithful to his promise to you. And he is Lord. He is well able to handle things. We have that assurance. Second, we have the assurance that his word is truth. His word is truth. You're not standing on somebody's fanciful ideas you're not standing on some false promise you are standing on god's holy words his word is truth he said heaven and earth will pass away my words will not forever my word is settled in heaven nothing will change it and that's what you're standing on third your assurance our assurances he will cause us to triumph he will cause us to triumph because his word says thanks be to god who always causes us to triumph you will come out the winner it may take a while but he'll bring you out as the winner sometimes the battle may be hard it may even be longer than you would like it to be but listen he will cause you to triumph he will cause you to triumph you have that assurance and lastly we will overcome we will overcome amen we will overcome the bible says the bible says whoever is born of god overcomes the well you are born as an overcomer you can't help it it's in your dna whoever is born of god overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world even our faith so as long as you're standing in faith you're going to overcome that's the assurance you have in your heart so in closing i want to invite you to a party that's happening join the laughter 
You already think God is doing up in heaven? Do you think God is depressed because you've got problems? Or do you think God is depressed because all his kids have problems? Oh, what's happening? Every one of them have problems. Do you think God's depressed? Look at what Psalm 2 says. Why do the nations rage and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed saying, let's break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. What does God do? Verse 4. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. He who sits in the heavens will laugh. See, here on earth, people are trying to do all kinds of things against God, against his people, whatever. The devil's trying to his things against you. Other people are trying their things against you. He who sits in the heavens laughs. So just take a moment and laugh at your problem. Laugh at it. Laugh at the devil. Say, devil, you think you can knock me out? You think you can pull me down? You're stupid, devil. Sorry for using that word, but <laughs> you're foolish. Laugh at the devil. Know that your master has crushed him under his feet. And you're next in line. Because the Bible says the God of peace shall soon crush Satan underneath your Faith. The devil has only one place under your feet. So you laugh at him. He who sits in the heavens will laugh. So join that laughter. Say, God, I'm going to laugh at my problems. I'm going to laugh at this storm. I'm going to laugh at this. Because I know you will cause me to triumph. I know you will bring me and make me out as an overcomer. I know, God, that the God who is in heaven is my helper. And he will not allow me to be abandoned in any way. He will not. That's why I can laugh. To laugh at your problems. Amen. God is turning things out for your good. He's turning things out for your good. So let go. Let God. This morning we're going to sing this next song. I want you to make it your declaration of faith. That there is a God in heaven who is sovereign. Who is more powerful than what you are facing. He is indeed the Lord of heaven and earth. And he is coming through for you. I want you to, let's rise to our feet please. And as our worship team leads us, I want you to sing it with all you've got. Say, God, I'm letting go. I'm letting God handle my life situation. Whatever it is. This morning, you move into a posture of faith where you say, God, I let go. I'm letting you handle it. But I'm standing on your words. It doesn't mean I'm not being responsible. It doesn't mean I won't do what I have to do. I will do it. It doesn't mean I'm going into a place of unbelief. No, I'm believing your word. But I'm expecting you to do, God, what I cannot do. There's much I cannot do. But I'm expecting you to do it. So let's sing this song. In faith this morning. Jesus. There is strength within. 
the sorrow There is beauty in our tears And you meet us in our morning With a love that casts our fear You are working in our waiting You're sanctifying beyond our understanding You're teaching us to trust Your plans are still to prosper You have not forgotten us You're with us in the fire No floor God, you're faithful forever, perfect and Lord, and you are sovereign over us. You are wisdom and magic, who could understand You're my lifter, Jesus. You're the lifter of the Lord. Compassionate. You surround and you welcome And your promises are my delight. Still to prosper, you have not forgotten us. God, you're with us in the fire, the floor. God, faithful forever, perfect and love. You are sovereign over us. Your plans are still to prosper. Working for our good, you're working for our good. 
faithful gods that you are sovereign that you are powerful that God you are almighty God that you are our helper that you are the God who intervenes in our life situations you are our healer you are our deliverer God you are our provider God you are the one who exalts us who promotes us who lifts us up Father God you are the one who opens up the doors for us and so father in the name of jesus i pray over your people present here those of us who are connected live father i pray in the name of jesus right now by the power of your spirit god let the anointing of god cause every bondage to be broken let the anointing of god break every yoke of the enemy let the anointing of god bring healing bring deliverance right now in the name of jesus christ God, I pray that healing takes place right here in this place. Those watching us live, receive your healing. Father, we pray the power of God just flow through people's bodies right here. Make them whole, deliver, break chains, break yokes. Release people of tormenting, oppressing, depressing spirits, confusions in the minds. Release them now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that you will open up doors for people waiting for doors to be opened, God. In the name of Jesus, intervene in their life situations. Let the gates fling open. In the name of Jesus, let the doors open for your life, for you to move forward, for you to move upward, for you to progress. Let the gates open up for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray all those cases of legal cases and real estate problems, Lord. Father, we've heard your word that the scepter of the wicked will not rest upon the land that has been allotted to the righteous. We've heard your word, Father, that you execute righteousness and justice for those who are oppressed. So in the name of Jesus, 
I announce deliverance. I announce divine intervention for the people of God. That in their life situations, in their court cases, in their real estate matters, they will see the hand of God intervening. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, O God. Thank you, Father. And Father, we pray over homes, families, marriages, and children, God. We have heard your words. And God, send your mighty angels to fulfill that in our life situations, in the homes, in the marriages, in the lives of children. Fulfill your word, O oh God, we pray. Because your covenant is with us. We thank you, God, that there will be the voice of rejoicing and salvation in every home, in every family, in every household. There will be the voice of rejoicing and salvation, of victory, of deliverance, of triumph, of God's working. Because it is God's word. And the enemy stands defeated. The enemy stands defeated. Our Father, thank you. Thank you, God, that you do these things for your people. Because we are the people of God. We honor you. We bless you, God. Before we close this morning, I want to give an invitation for anyone who's never received Jesus Christ as your Lord, as your Savior. Maybe you just happened to come to church this morning. You just came to see what this is all about. I want to tell you that there's a God in heaven who loves you, who sent his son Jesus to die for you on the cross. Jesus took all your sins. He paid the price for your sin so that you could be forgiven. The Bible says that as many as receive Jesus, to them he gives the power to become the children of God. If you've never received Jesus Christ into your life, we want to give you the opportunity to do that before we dismiss this morning. I'm going to lead us in a simple prayer. And If you've never received Christ into your life or you're watching us live and you don't know what it is, you've never done it before, and join me in this prayer so that you can let Jesus take control of your life. Be your Savior and be your Lord. Just pray this with me if you've never done this before. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I ask you to forgive my sins. I ask you to come into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. And help me to follow you and you alone the rest of my life. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you pray this prayer with me, for, and this is your very first time, if you don't mind, just raise your hand where you are so we can celebrate with you. The Bible says there's great rejoicing in heaven, even over one person that repents. Did you raise your hand? Put your hand up. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Anyone else? Put your hand up. Uh, anyone else? Just put your hand up. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I can't see up on the very much on the balcony, but if you did, or just keep your hand up high. Our greeters will come. Uh, they'll give you this green bag. It has resources in it for you. And there's a card that says decision card. If you could just kindly write your name and your number there on it and just hand it back to our greeter. Uh, we will get in touch with you. We'll help you. We'll share with you how to use those resources. In case you didn't raise your hand, you're feeling shy. Our greeters will be standing on all our exits. On your way out, you just tell them, look, I, I gave my life to Jesus today. I'd like to fill that card. I'd like to have that bag. Just do it on your way out. They'll give you this card. You do it. 
and somebody from the church office will call you Samuel from church office will call you he'll be in touch with you and encourage you in your journey of faith let's close please uh, we will dismiss those of you who want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit we ask that you come and be seated up in front I'll be there uh, to just uh, lead you in that let's close please the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God our Heavenly Father and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always in Jesus name Amen Amen Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes, TV programs, publications, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, please visit apcwo.org slash Bible College. Please remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the app or Google Play stores.